This After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Universal After Dark. I am Amanda. Welcome to Universal After Dark, a Universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. Uh, and joining me, as am I not? Oh, I'm reading the scripts. No. Right, okay. Let, let, let's shut this out. Um, yes, Amanda Boston is away. She is at Halloween Horror Nights and uh, Universal in general. So while she's away, the Nick will play. Um, and we're having a... I, I think this is quite a nice reunion, actually, because about... Well, actually, it was this time last year, myself and Craig went to Universal to do that stupid weekend. Um, I, I don't call it stupid. Everyone else calls it stupid. I think it, was, it made a lot of sense. Um, and so... So to kind of relive that, Craig is with me. I am not Craig, I am Boston. Okay, Boston is with me. Um, and one of the highlights of that weekend uh, was meeting some of our listeners, which was very exciting uh, for me and Craig to do, um, because I think they were the first listeners we met in the wild, that trip. I don't think we'd ever met uh, listeners like that before. So... We've got one of those uh, listeners joining us this week. Hello, Simon. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for coming on. No worries. Anytime. It was, uh, it was a surreal experience for us because we just think we're talking to ourselves. Yeah, you could, uh, see, it, you, you could see it in your faces. You're like, who's this guy? Why is he talking to me? <laughs> I, I, I say that every time I look at Craig, to be honest. He says that every time he looks in the mirror, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Um, but no, it was. It, and, and we met you after seeing uh, the Bill and Ted show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I was, I was very emotional about because I was a big fan of Bill and Ted and I, I liked the shows and, and uh, I knew it was going to be the last time I was probably going to see it. Um, so you kind of cheered us up, or you certainly cheered me up uh, after leaving that. So, um, so, so thank you. But the reason we've got you on uh, for us to also relive our past glories, but also because you yourself have just come back from a short weekend doing Halloween Horror Nights. Yes, I have. Yeah, very short. Absolute nut job. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> You're an absolute nut job. Um, but before we get into too much of that, uh, because we will be, 
the first thing we do on the show, as with all of our podcasts, is we ask what everybody's drinking. So I'm going to go straight to our guest, actually. Simon, what are you drinking? Well, uh, well, we've been at Universal for the, the weekend. I didn't get a Ducktoberfest, which is a bit sad I didn't get one. Oh. But I did get a Blue Moon. So I found these in... What goes on in your bedroom is... Uh... <laughs> but it's uh, actually a can of Blue Moon. Yeah, Blue Moon. Oh. Rather than actually being in a bottle. Blue Moon's, so, Blue Moon's a funny one, because I've noticed it. That better. Yeah, there you go. I've um, I've noticed that it, it's becoming a bit easier to find in the UK. Yeah, it was a it was a nice little four pack. Nice. On offer. Always no, better if it's on offer. Treat as well, myself to a treat myself to a universe. What I'm mainly drinking universal anyway. So mm-hmm. can I can I ask was Dufftoberfest not available? Or no, it was available. It's just every time I went to Duff Gardens or Moles, it was just absolutely hammered, especially on the the, the week Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, yeah, so. that makes, yeah, yeah, there, there was reasons for that we should talk about on the last show, actually. Um, Craig, what are you drinking? I have, um, I've actually got a can of bitter, uh, John Smith's Extra Smooth, the way I like my... Um, Leave it. Why... Bitter. <laughs> What um, I don't think you get bitter in America. So can you explain bitter to our American listeners? Um, it's like an Evertonian. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, they. I don't, I don't are, think they get that one critic as well. No, I mean they are as people normally quite bitter, but the, the actual drink bitter. It's it's a, a, a bit like beer. It's a beer. It's an ale. It's. It's not a stout. It's not nowhere near a stout, but it's on. It's starting to get there a little bit. It's not gassy like lager. It's can be a bit heavy. Um, I can drink a pint of bitter in about two seconds. Yeah, party piece. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be I'll I'll be stopping this gently because you know we're sensible on it. You know. Are we? We're not. Oh, go- yeah. We're not. We're not going to ruin this for you, Boston. You, you, you stay safe on your flight, love. You'll be mm. all right, girl. Don't know about that. She hasn't heard the rest of the content yet. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking... Uh, I, I found this uh, while I was away at the weekend. My wife um, was My doing wife. Some, some spring cleaning. And um, in the back of the cupboard, she found some beer. Um, so I've got uh, a Harbour Antipodean IPA. Which I've had on this show before, but not for a long time because I thought I'd sound very fancy. Yeah, it's uh, where's it from? Harbour Brewing Company. Where are they? North Cornwall. So uh, yeah, it's quite a uh, a fruity beer, actually. Bit like yourself, Nick. Well, not a fruity beer, just fruity. Um, so cheers, or, everyone. Or just a beer. Or that as well. Um, so yeah, so as we said at the top of the show, it's a year since. Myself and Craig went out for the weekend uh, to do Halloween Horror Nights as a one-off trip um, due to be repeated this time next year. Um, and during that trip, I said we met Simon. Now, when me and Craig did Halloween Horror Nights last year, we went Friday through to Monday. Simon, you've just recently come back. What was your schedule? 
Uh, my schedule, we, we did Thursday to Monday. We did an extra day. Okay. So just, I thought going on a Friday would have been a bit too much because you, you went straight to Halloween Horror Nights on Friday, didn't you? We did, but yeah. that was yeah. the night of the Power Cup. Yeah, yeah, I remember that quite well actually. But no, we went on the Thursday, so we could get ourselves like kind of acclimatised on the first day, so we weren't rushing round like lunatics on the Friday. Yeah. Before before we get into this, I've got an isometric test that I need to um, work on Simon just to get a little insight into his psyche and what he's all about. It's going to take no more than one minute, rapid fire, either or. Okay, go ahead. So, listeners, if you like this idea, we'll run it again. If you don't, we'll run it again. So, are you ready? Yeah. Universal Studios or Islands of Adventure? Islands of Adventure. Diagon Alley or Hogsmeade? Diagon Alley. Butterbeer or Fire Whiskey? Fire Whiskey. Spider-Man Transformers? Spider-Man. Hulk or Rip Ride Rocky? Hulk, definitely. The Mummy or Escape from Gringotts? The Mummy. Rips or Falls or Jurassic Park River Adventure? Oh, that's an hard one. Uh, Jurassic Park. Back to the Future or The Simpsons? Back to the Future. HHN 27 or, controversially, HHN 28? I'm going to say HHN 28. Shining or Stranger Things? Definitely Shining. The Page or Walking Dead? Mm, the both crap, so I'll say The Page. <laughs> Scarecrow the Reaping or Seeds of Extinction? Oh, you... I'm going to have to say Seeds of Extinction. Dead Waters or Slaughtered Cinema? It's easy to kill as these. Oh, dead waters. Pizza fries or twisted taters? Both. Oh. Bill and Ted or Academy of Villains? Bill and Ted. Hard Rock or Aventura? I've not stayed in any of them yet, so... Uh, Wishlist. Okay, well, Wishlist at Hard Rock. I'm staying at the Aventura. Okay, so... If you're staying at the Aventura, I... This is the last question. A walk or a bus? Walk. Good lad. There you go, Nick. He's as mad as a box of frogs. That's <laughs> it's just viewed out the computer. That was that was literally. I I didn't need a re- the computer to announce that one. Um, yeah, I think that summed it up pretty well. Uh, and I think we'll kind of go into a bit more detail with some of those answers as well as we as we go along. Um, in fact, before we start talking about your weekend, something that got announced today. This is how hot off the press we are. We're talking about stuff that's broken today. Um, Islands Adventure got voted the number one theme park in the world. Well, yeah. this is this is a universal podcast, so yeah, yeah, rightly so. We can we can talk about it. Um, yeah, I I, I just I, I'm flabbergasted, if I'm honest. Well, I I can kind of see. Why it's I, I know the theming is the way it is and the, it does need updating even there but the, some of the rides out there are still some of the best rides in Orlando. 
that's probably why that's the reason why I picked it as out of Universal or Marvel's Adventure. What though? I mean, Spider Man, absolutely. But I'm yeah. really struggling to think of another ride there that is that amazing. To me, to me, I'm I'm a massive roller coaster fan, and the Hulk is just it hits on all the all the different symbols and all the different feelings that you get when you go on a roller coaster. So I love the launch. I love the the switchback that it does. If that's what it's called, of Cobra Roll. That's it. Sorry, Cobra Roll. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just love them things. I've experienced the Hulk like no one else. I had a grown man next to me, me sobbing like a baby. Stuart Miller was sobbing like a baby. Didn't I? <laughs> That's not that kind of... <laughs> I didn't. I didn't cry. I, I walked like John Wayne afterwards, but I didn't cry. I was quite impressed this, with myself. This question reminds me uh, of the Beatles. and The Beatles are getting interviewed, and the interviewer says um, to Ringo, so Ringo, are you the best drummer in the world? And John Lennon pipes up with, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think Spider-Man is an incredibly hard-to-beat to attraction. I think the Hulk is a good coaster, but is it any better than Rock and Roller Coaster down the road? It's pretty yeah. much the same yeah. ride. It, it, like, it, I mean, one's outside, one's inside, but the the track layout isn't incredibly different. Um, no, not having that. It isn't. Well, rock, rock, I'd say Rock and Roller Coaster is a good roller coaster. It's it's kind of, it's the music makes a difference, yeah. and obviously you can't see a thing where you're going. It's just people. like the Black Hole from um, Alton Towers, nineteen eighty nine. I don't. I didn't go on that one. <laughs> Remember the days. Remember the days. I didn't go on stuff when I was younger. <laughs> um, I mean, Jurassic Park River Venture needs a refurb. Kong Skull Island, I like a lot, but I love it a lot. But it's not exactly um, like a world's greatest attraction. And Forbidden Journey. Yeah, I thought. Well. <laughs> How, how many other how many other theme parks can you say are picturesque from any side? That's probably another thing that's helped it along a little bit. Probably. Any, any of the Disney ones? Yeah, but you you go to the castle and then everything's you you, you get a different perspective from diff, all the different islands and islands of adventure. Sounds like I'm trying to win over everyone here, but. <laughs> oh. I think it's more just trying to understand it because you know. I, I think, is Nick, this is four years running, so you must be doing something nice. Yeah, but so who are they is driving? Is it TripAdvisor? Was it TripAdvisor who gave out the award? It could it, be it... past reviews, if that's how it works. I'm not too sure. No, I didn't, I didn't see who it was, actually. But, um, so I just I just thought, well, they've, they've got to be talking nonsense. I, you know, it, it's good, but I, it, it's not even in my top. It might be in my top three theme parks in Orlando, but it's. Not, as I said to Craig earlier, it's not even my favourite Universal theme park. I just don't. I, I think it's got good bits of it. Don't get me wrong, um, 
but like Forbidden Journey, the attraction itself is horrible. When it first opened, it was absolutely amazing, but it's aged horribly. It just makes you feel sick going on it. Hogsmeade is a wonderfully themed area, but you know it's it's down to one it attraction could, now. Yeah, it could be that. It could be the Hogsmeade that's pulling in. It's the original Wizarding World of Harry Potter, isn't it? So it could be that's what's drawn the votes. So. Amanda is listening. Amanda's listening to this now on the aeroplane, and she's just been tasered because of you, Nick. That's all right. She deserved it. Um, I mean, I'd argue Diagon Alley is a better Harry Potter area. No, it's not. I've got to agree with Craig. It's a big shopping mall with a ride at the end. Yeah, but then what's Hogsmeade? It's a big shopping mall with a ride at the end. It's just that that one's got a castle. It's better themed because... Diagon Alley is supposed to be tight and narrow. Granted, it's full of shops, but it's supposed to be intimate, very enclosed, um, very much like what it is in um, Watford. Hold on a second. You've seen the films, right? Of course. It's not that small. It is. It's It's narrow. It's not that narrow. It's very narrow. The settings. You could drive a lorry down Diagon Alley in um, in Universal. You could park a bus, literally. Don't give people ideas. Um, yeah, I just I just don't think it deserves that that plaudit. Um, it's a great thing park, and I'd always recommend people to to go there. But any any theme park that has Zeus Landing and Toon Lagoon in it, and still gets uh, like voted as the number one theme park in the world, that can't be taken yeah. seriously. Yeah, but I'll defend Zeus Landon all day long. That's for the kids, right? So, what? So, yes. what, so, 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 because something's for the kids, it can be lame. Because that's not true it's at that, all. There's loads of stuff that's it, not lame. It's not lame in there. It's lovely. Well, it's not, Cat it's in the Hat's one of me. Awful. One of my favourite rides. Awful. I'm glad me and you French kissed on it. <laughs> That was the but that was the highlight. Um, I think Cat in the Hat is is pretty awful. I don't think it does a very good job of doing the book justice at all. Um, the other rides are almost pointless. The theming around there is average at best. It, does look, it looks cheap. It looks cheap. Um, <gasps> I, oh, not, trees but, but, cheap. but 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 not as cheap as how Marvel Superhero Island or Toon Lagoon look. Especially Toon Lagoon. That does look like they had £5 left in the budget and thought, what can we do here? Because that is a travesty. That whole section is a travesty. Marvel Superhero Island at least has the the eye candy of, of Hulk. Yeah, but it's comic say. books. It's Doesn't drawn in from the perspective of, of, of a comic book. It's, no, it's... So in comic books, you see like massive uh, comic book characters stretched out yeah. across buildings. They don't. Of course it's, you do. No, it's not. It looks cheap and tacky. It does look cheap and tacky. It's always looked cheap and tacky. Oh, man. Look, is awful. Jurassic... You said you'd... You what? said you'd be good on bo- watching Boston's... She's literally going to knock you out. That's fine. That's fine. Jurassic Park is a lovely area and looks great. I, I do think that still looks good. Um, I think that's going to change soon. When if they think if they are going to build that roller coaster, I think they're building in front of the Discovery Centre. 
it's going to. I think it's going to ruin that area. You could be personally. right. You could be right. I, I'd like it to try and keep at least some of the theme. Skull Island. Stunning. They're trying to yeah. like make that out to be its own thing. Is jaw dropping. As Craig said, I completely agree. That is, um, and Hogsmeade is brilliant. That that third of Honor's Adventure is brilliant. Really well themed, looks really good. The other half of it is appalling. And, <gasps> and the thing is, like, I mean, I mean, I mean, from from looks, the only good bit on that side of the park is the next bit that's that's going to go, which is Lost Continent. Which unfortunately, I like Lost Continent. We, I really we do. do like. I like the theming around those. I think the trident that you walk in and the actual all the artwork and the, the rock work that's done there. I think it's absolutely. No, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, I'm I'm sad that it, it is now, you know, on the verge of, of dying out. You know, Sinbad's obviously going. Uh, they've already lost attractions there when they started doing Hogsmeade. Yeah. Poseidon's Fury is one of those things that I think is is really good, um, but you know it's on borrowed time, unfortunately. Um, it's always just a twenty minute wait whenever you call past so. it, you, yeah, They they never they never need to change the time outside that attraction. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like that is the the best bit of that side of the park by far, and it's the next one to go. Um, rather than Tin Lagoon yeah. or rather than Zeus Landing, so it, it's, it's definitely a theme park of two halves for me. And yeah, Spider Man and the Hulk both great rides, but the actual at the end of the day, to me, a theme park is everything, it's not just the rides, it's what it looks like. That's why I don't think places like Augsburg Towers or Thorpe Park or Chessington. Um, that they're all theme parks, but you cannot compare them to a Universal or a Disney park because theming-wise, there's there's nothing they're nothing alike. Um, so it's it's yeah, I, I just I just can't believe that is what they went over with. That's that's my view on it anyway. That was a quick one. Didn't need your soap dish there, your soap box there, did you, lad? I don't think so. I don't think I was that ne- like it, it's negative, but more to the point of do we really think that that's the right decision? I, I'd argue all day long that I think Universal's a better theme park, even in terms of theming. I, I love. Maybe it's because it, it was the original. I don't know. But... I'm a Londoner. That I love universal. Craig, Craig, you've got to bear in mind I'm still in mourning over Chasdine, all right. So I'm a little bit all over the place at the moment. Oh, um, I thought I'd made a boss little joke when I said, "And Dave are beside themselves with grief." It's too soon, too too doddy. Um, but I mean, I, I think Universal overall is is a better themed park than Islands of Adventure. I've only ever yeah. seen Universal with like the Halloween Horror Nights overlay. I think I've only, ever seen Uni- I've only ever seen Universal once with nothing in it, and that was in 2014. But every time I've ever gone, I've always gone uh, at Halloween, so I've always had a Halloween overlay over the top. So I've never actually seen what Universal looks like without the Halloween Horror Nights influence in front of it. Yeah, no, I, so, I, I'm the same, actually. I'm exactly the same. That's bananas, I'll be honest with you. It's not, though, because... 
I mean, Simon clearly, cl Simon clearly goes the same time that I would go. And that's Halloween season. So, right. You talk amongst yourselves while I go and get another bitter out the fridge. <laughs> he really wasn't joking, was he? No, I'm going. I'm going to get one, honestly. I am. Because that one just slid down like... Oh, like a cat on a hot tin roof. This is. Well, hang on, think. Just, just think about that for a second. Surely, if it's a hot tin roof, the cat's paws would stick to it. No, it's dead slidey because I put oil on it before. Hold on. It's a cooking cat. It wouldn't be the first time he's been accused of it. To be fair, Simon, he's he's got previous. Um, so we'll, we'll talk a, a bit about your history, like later on in the podcast yeah. Halloween Horror Nights um, so this year you went Thursday through to, to Monday yeah so was you in Halloween Horror Nights Friday, Saturday and Sunday yes we were for opening opening night yeah the, the, the actual car crash that was Saturday and uh, a pleasant Sunday that gives you a quick oversight of what's to come so it's interesting that you said that Saturday was a car crash because I saw I got the impression that Friday was was pretty carnage. Well, I didn't really feel or see much going wrong on the Friday because we 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 had the choice we we because we had the express pass for the whole weekend. We said we'll turn up fashionably late. Don't want to be stuck in the crowds because yeah. you could tell the crowds are going to be mental because of the. Stranger things. Yeah. So we decided to turn up fashionably late, around about half, quarter past seven, half past seven on the Friday. And it was fine. We got a few houses done, got a few, few of the scur zones. And I didn't see the manic that everyone was on about and things going wrong in the lines that people, that, cause I think that was, was that the main problem. People are moaning about the line, the, the express line, the normal line not flowing properly or something. Yeah. Is, is this so? Is this the opening night? Was that Friday? Yes. Was it? Yeah. yeah. The opening night. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a there was a bit of that. I think. I think the the main thing that we saw happening on Friday was this awful decision by whoever was in charge um, to let people keep queuing up for stranger things, knowing they weren't going to get through the house. Oh yeah, that was in the, that was later on in the evening. That yeah. when the park was shutting. Yeah. Yeah. Can um, we just just rewind a little bit, dead quick? Where did you stay, Simon? And uh, what tickets did you have? Oh right, uh, I stayed at the Holiday Inn and Suites across from Universal. Right. Uh, it's it's right next to the entrance. It's on Kirkham Road, which is just off um, Universal property. It's literally it's, it's within walking distance. Is it a preferred hotel or is it? Separate? Yeah, it is, is it, it, it is a preferred hotel. Um, so you get it in the park admission. I, I, you might do. I'm not too sure. They did have right. a preferred bus coming picking you up in the morning, but we never used that because we were still in bed. <laughs> and and then did you park, buy express passes for the rides on the the days, or did you wing it no, and then we, we, we just winged it during the day. Uh, so we didn't really do much during the day because we had because uh, we do we do mainly the Halloween Horror Nights. Wow! So, did, go, did, uh, did you have Express for Halloween Horror Nights or one yeah, night? Got, or? The, got the Rush for Fear with Express. Right. It was oh, a cheap option to cover all for opening 
opening weekend. Well, okay. this is this is the problem, really. Um, I think with, with when you went is that because it's the first weekend, uh, yeah. first United, it's going to be manic. Now, people that went last week on the Wednesday were saying they could get everything done, no express. Yeah, I think I think that could be because it was it was only announced about two weeks before that they were doing them two Wednesdays. Mm. And if anyone like us, especially from coming from the UK, we are, we plan well in advance. So a lot of people might not plan to go to Halloween Horror Nights on that Wednesday. That's what made that... it a bit e- easier for people in the US yes. anyway. Is that when our Luke went and put his video out this week? Did he, did he go on that Wednesday night, did he? I'm not too sure which one, which which video, the Killer Clowns or not the other one? Yeah, the Killer Clowns one because he did all the houses um, and he did some of them multiple times, didn't he? I think and it he, looked he, empty. It, it, yeah, it would have been, been Wednesday. Wow, it just shows you, doesn't it? Yeah, it, like in hindsight, I, I probably would have gone this weekend just gone if if I knew what what the future ball was going to be. Well, I mean, at what point? Uh, well, sorry, sorry, Nick. At what point did you decide you were going to do the nutty um, weekend trip? Uh, it was literally when Stranger Things was announced. For some reason, right. I just I was just looking, as you do, you're just looking through the announcement comes through. Stranger Things is coming to Halloween Horror Nights. Just finished watching season two. I thought, oh, right, let's have a quick look and see if there's anything available. And then it popped up and I priced that. I couldn't say no to, really. So we went. And that that's how easy it is, people. Yeah. In it. In it. You just you can't take it with you. No. It was uh well, we flew with Thomas Cook, which we've had a bad flight in the past with Thomas Cook, but this one wasn't too bad actually. It was uh, quite an enjoyable flight. It's well, a flight I'll just down tell- I'll tell you dead quick about Lisa, uh, my mate. She went in August with her family. The flight left Manchester, Thomas Cook, two hours late. They got into Orlando two hours late. Um, they kept them on the plane for an hour because of overcrowding in the security area. But so that the apparently, if it goes over three hours, you can claim compensation. So just beforehand, they opened the door of the plane, but then kept everybody on the plane. So officially they've landed at that point. Then they were frog marched off the plane into a holding area while the other place cleared out and they had to wait for four hours to get through security. Oh, that's horrible. So, and obviously that's August. So... When me and Nick went last September, I was through everything in in less than an hour. Yeah, you know, we well we we got through security and picked the car up within forty five minutes. Yeah, as soon as we landed, it was just straight through because they changed the boarding procedure again. Uh, the, the, the is it customs mm. or whatever it is in America? You don't have to fill the landing card in now. All right, okay. So we'd have to fill the landing card in. We went straight through, through uh, the TSA, took your picture and away you went. That was it, straight through. It depends with the TSA because they've got so much power yeah. um, on on your admission into the country. They, they abuse it. Now, when we went 
in 2015 with Grandad with his knee and all that, um, we had a lovely little um, staff member who said, right, everybody follow me. I'll take you down the disabled path. So with Grandad, he's in a wheelchair. We pushed him and Nanny and Grandad got processed. And then the TSA fella is like, what are all yous doing here? Well, we're in the family with him. No, no, you're not disabled. Yous go and join the queue. No. He shouldn't have told you that. But clearly everywhere it says the disabled person and family members. Yeah, but, but they, the, they're expecting the fam, family to be like two or three people, not the 26 you travel with. Well, there, there is that, yeah. But do you know what? Well, he's just an asshole for assholes to see. Craig, Craig, is the TSA type of, people. Craig is the type of person who goes to the self-service checkouts in the supermarket and it says 10 items or less, and it's 13 items, and goes doing it anyway. That's because I'm hard. Does he any 10 items or less tools anymore? <laughs> I think Nick's in 1996 there. So go on, back to the event, right? Come on, let's pick the meat off these bones. bones. Right, so we Yeah, then Friday, we've got a few things done. Uh, and we went back Saturday, which I went. We I booked us into the annual pass early access because I bought preferred annual pass last year, which just expired yesterday actually. I need to renew so that. did mine. So did mine yesterday. Oh, I know. Oh, that's we're like annual pass twins. Well, if you if you renew it now, uh, you get fifteen months. Yeah, and. Um... I haven't. We got 30 days after it expires to do it. Oh, no, my 30 days ran out yesterday. Oh, because you did yours in August, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, Hashtag gutted. Oh, shame. So, yeah. We, We did the annual pass thing, which we checked in. We went in early. Went in at four o'clock. Checked in. Got walked round through the new what's it, um, cinematic celebration. Oh, yeah, you got walked through the all the way through into the Simpsons area, and you just hanged around there till half past five. But when we got there about quarter to five, it was fine. There was maybe a couple of hundred people, but uh, Duff Gardens was full, so there was nowhere to sit. And within about 15 minutes, the place was absolutely rammed, packed, full. And you couldn't move for anybody. It was just wall-to-wall people. Uh, whether it, it's supposed to be limited, I don't know how many they limited it to, but it did seem like you were packed in there like sardines, which was not was a bit uncomfortable, really. I wonder if this was purely because it was um, an annual pass event at that point. So they were channeling all the annual pass people down today because yeah, well, that's what it said it was doing. But with it saying when you booked it, it was you could only pick one night, either Friday or Saturday for this week. That weekend we went, and Friday and Saturday for the weekend just gone. Um, if you've got so many pass orders booking with a guest, surely it's limited somewhere. It just feels like you just start because when we actually queued up to get through, because you had a designated 
path to go through uh, security, not security, sorry, to go through the entrance. There was a designated walkway. They were signing people up to go to the early park, early, early annual pass admission on outside near the arches, which I thought was, it's supposed to be limited and online only, and they was doing that at the side. Yeah, that's a strange one, that, isn't it? I mean, for me personally, why not do an annual pass event um, with the press event, maybe? Yeah. And okay. so one night where it's really low crowd num levels and the annual pass holders can have a really good look around and whatever and go and spread the word of, of love and, and get it out there, how wonderful the event is, as opposed to what's happening now where annual pass holders are all up in arms about how they were herded round like cattle. Yeah, really well, we, we did... Oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, do you really think, Larry, we need to, do you really think it's going to need people to talk about how great the event is? I think the beauty of, you know, one of the beauties of Halloween Horror Nights is the fact the event basically sells itself. Yeah, it does now. It, it, I don't think it even it would even have to advertise it now, but the crowds will still be there next year. Personally, that's how I feel anyway. No, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it, going back... To, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, next year is going to be a, a bumper year anyway because the Universal After Dark team are all going out there. Yeah, I'll be there as well. Uh for my final weekend. There you go. So, I think, I think, is everyone staying at the Aventura? Uh, that's the plan. That, well, I, I'm definitely staying there. Yeah. Nick might be sleeping in a shoebox in the car park in Aventura. <laughs> so I'm just going oh, to Cabana Bay. It's fine. Yeah, I was on plans whether to go to Cabana Bay or Aventura, but with it being just being me and Julie, I thought, well, I think Aventura is more for us younger adults, as they say, or younger couples. I, I definitely don't consider myself in the young age bracket, so thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think Cabana Bay is a, a cracking hotel. I think, I, I think one thing they've done very successfully the last few years is, you know, with those new um, hotels they're building, is that they're making you want to stay there. I think before, you know, even if you was going to Disney, um, you didn't want to stay on site. iDrive was, you know, a really good option. You could be anywhere on iDrive and you just, you just make it work. But they're yeah. making it so attractive to stay near property that you'd be foolish to stay on iDrive. I mean, I, I, I wonder what the future is for iDrive because they're building more and more hotels. They've got another one, um, it's going to be, I think, partially open next year, if not fully open next year. Um, yeah, I think. It's um, summer one. Is it end, end of summer? Yeah, end of summer. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's an, yet another big resort that they're building. Um, and that's got to be putting pressure on the hotels that have been there a long time on iDrive. Mm. So have you only just stayed... Just on iDrive, Nick. So you 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 not stay. I know you stayed at Cabana Bay last last year, but when you've gone before, have you always stayed on iDrive? Uh, I I stayed on iDrive the first time I ever went to Orlando, and the second time, I spent some I spent a, uh, about a week on iDrive, 
a week on Disney property. No, I've only ever stayed on Disney property once, and that was for two nights. Yeah. It's, it's it's good, but I think the, the 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 problem you've got is if you want to do other things. I mean, when we um, when we did that, you know, we had a week at, on Disney property with a week on iDrive, so we made sure that for that week we were only doing things on Disney property. It, it seems yeah. like this to kind of go right. We'll do. Epcot first day, then we'll go over to Universal because it's just too much um, getting around. So I think it, it really depends on what you want from your holiday. If you're going to visit different theme parks and different attractions of any kind around the Orlando area, iDrive's a great place to, to stay. Um, whilst if you're looking more at Universal than you are Disney, it would be foolish yeah, I think, think Stuart's the exception to the rule, though, Craig, isn't he? When it comes to that kind of planning. How do you mean? Because he stayed uh, at, did he stay at Hard Rock last year? Stuart? Yeah. Um, Where did he stay? No, I think he, he did two weeks at Cabana Bay. Oh, I, knew it was a, I knew it was a universal hotel. I wasn't sure if it was Hard Rock or Cabana. Um but you know he was doing Disney as well as Universal. I, can't, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I, 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 I it's not what I would plan to do. Um, in ter- you know, with things like parking or getting to parks and stuff like that, I think it makes much more sense to decide what you want to do in your holiday, and then plan accordingly. If you're only looking to go to Disney for a few days, doesn't matter where you stay. But if you're planning to spend a bit of time in all the theme parks. A split holiday is probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what we've done the last two year, uh, last year and next year. Um, to get the best out of Disney from the UK, anyway, you need five nights to qualify for your free dining. Um, but like we did on that Days After Dark episode the other week, there's no right or wrong way of doing Florida at all. No, um, that, that was a cracking episode. That giving everyone a different perspective of where your budget can be for anything. It's, that was an awesome episode. And and they were, they were all so different, the holidays, yet they were all coming in with very similar prices within a few hundred pounds of each other. Mm. You know, and um, literally talking about villas and everything on um, one of the, uh, last month's Morlando episode, I'm like that now. Why should I be buying DVC when, if I buy DVC, I'll probably never stay in a villa ever again. You know, so again, things change. For 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 a Halloween Horror Nights weekend, if you're going to be as mad as us three have been, um, I personally think you need to be as close to the as close to the parks as you possibly can to maximise your time. Yeah. Well, where we stayed at the Holiday Inn. Walking, it's the same distance as Cabana Bay. So there you go. So we you have to cross a major highway, <laughs> which is uh, South Kirkham Road, which is yeah. horrible to cross. But it, that when they are building a bridge at the moment, so when that bridge bridge is actually fully built, you've got access to the Double Tree Holiday Inn, a few others. Uh, I think Tim Tracker Park just up the road and did that walk. Can you walk to Universal? 
Yeah, and I've seen that episode. Yeah, I think that it's th- that area is where we stayed. So it's, it's it is within walking distance. It's, it's. And what time were you coming out of a night to go back to the hotel? Uh, we left on the Saturday. We left about half past ten because we've been there since about four. Yeah, and the heat was. If 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 anyone's listening to this and was there that weekend, you know how hot it was that weekend, especially for us Brits. It's very very hot. So it, we just we were just exhausted. So we came back on the Saturday uh, about half past ten. Wow. And security wise, was you know walking back just in case it's an issue for people. How did it's you feel? It was fully lit. You just yeah. you, you, you you walk past down past the uh, valley where you go to the valley parking, and there's a lit footpath all the way around which takes you towards Hard Rock and Portofino, and then it's just a t- turn right and the, the roads all lit all the way down, fully lit up, uh, with bright, actually very quite bright lights. So, I'm, and us Brits, we were quite happy to walk anyway. Um, Americans, on the other hand, have normally got a car welded to the backside. Yeah. So, did you see any people on the walk, or could you count uh, them on one hand? You, yeah, you could count them on one hand. Uh, yeah. You could tell they were, they were more, I'd say, more European than American. Because there, there, there were a few Spanish here behind me. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, um, going back to the the opening weekend and you yeah. being there, um, did you manage to get everything done at least once? No, uh, it was personal choice really. I, I know Amanda raves, raves about Academy of Villains. It's just not my cup of tea. I don't like dance troops. I don't care what they are. I'll never. I, I, I caught it last year bits and bats it's just not my thing I can't, I, I can't sit there or stand there for even 10-15 minutes watching people dance if I want to do that I'll go to a nightclub but <laughs> it, it's, just, I, it's just something I don't like so I won't I, I, I won't take, take time out of my holiday or my precious time that I used to say was precious to go and watch something like that Bill and Ted different story but not going to go into that one because that's that's the sore subject. Some Bring, yeah, brings back bad memories, and we I think we're yeah. going to try and get that um, that episode back out um, yeah. as a one year tribute to to that closing scene. Um, that's interesting that you said that about Academy of Villains, but I think that has been um, some people's views of, of that. I, I agree because. We, me and you, Nick, last year walked past the Academy of Villains during the weekend about three, four, five times. Mm. And we dipped our toe in, we stood there for 10 minutes, and then we'd look at each other and we'd walk off. And that's not to belittle um, the, the work that they do because what no, they were no, doing no. was absolutely amazing. Yeah, but, the, the, the effort and the choreography that they put in is fantastic. It's just not what I want to watch or want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I personally um, would probably watch them once and then I wouldn't watch them again. But if I was, if I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, then I wouldn't lose any sleep about missing them. 
and again i'm not trying to put them down because people get all upset the work they do is absolutely astonishing in that heat as well mm. and doing three four five shows whatever they do a night take the hat off to them like but i personally wouldn't go out of my way to watch them more than once but i don't uh, think i don't think that's i don't think that is belittling them because the thing is no one has said they're not good at what they do or they don't put on a good show it's just no. that i think dance troops are you know it's like i remember the the first kind of dance troupe like that i ever remember seeing in you know especially in the uk was diversity when they um were on britain's got talent yeah and won so, that. yeah and they were great. You know, they did like a, you know, like a three-minute dance routine or anything, and it's like, yeah, that's great. Now, they've been out on tour very successfully ever since that, that show, oh, yeah. and they won. And, you know, every year they produce a new show and everything like that, and it's great. I've never had the urge to go and see like an hour-and-a-bit show of them dancing. I like what they do, but it's not what I would go out of my way to see. If they're on TV for five minutes, I'll watch it. But it's not something I would invest that much time in myself. And people do. And I think that's what's great about um, you know, the fact that we're all allowed opinions is that what's not right for us is not right for others. There are people that would never go and see Bill and Ted because it, they just, it wasn't their cup of tea. They wouldn't find it funny. And that's fine. Hi, Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys here, proud sponsor of the Universal After Dark podcast. How would you like to be among some of the first guests to stay at Universal's new property, the Aventura Hotel? Aventura opens this August and is another great option to consider when staying at Universal. You can get early entry benefits, transportation to and from all the parks, and have views of any of the three parks. At the end of a long day, have a drink in style on the new rooftop bar. Book a four-night stay with me to get 20% off your stay with rates as low as $116 per night along with a $50 food and drink credit. You must book by June 15th and travel dates are August 16th through December 20th. Mention this ad to stack your savings and get $25 off your deposit. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com or any social media at WPMagicJourneys. I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't get half of Bill and Ted last year, but that's because I'm the worst person to do a pop culture podcast because I'm terrible at pop culture. Nick was crying like a baby at everything because it was he 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 got ninety percent of it. Yeah. Most of it went over my head. I'll be honest with you. But... Well, I, I never, I know, I'll never forget going back to the hotel room the night after watching Bill and Ted, and sh- saying, "You've never seen David S. Pumpkins." And showing him that sketch for the first time. And I remember waking up Sunday morning and Craig's FaceTiming his family, making them watch the sketch <laughs> so he could see their reactions to it because he was like obsessed with it. Yeah, never heard of him. Yeah, totally passing by. Okay, so you didn't do Academy of Villains, um, but was uh, did you do? Did you manage to do all the houses? I suppose that's the, that's the most important bit of Halloween Horror Nights. I got. All the houses I wanted to get done. I didn't want to do Blumhouse because I didn't really like it last year. Right. And Happy Death Day, it's a good, goodish film, but I haven't seen the first Purge. So obviously, when you see one Purge, you've seen the other. 
to me, they're all the same. So I didn't really want to go into that one. Mm-hmm. And the other one was Halloween 4 we didn't do. Because uh, I was a bit disappointed they didn't do Halloween 3, personally. I wish they hadn't skipped Halloween 3. I know it's got nothing to do with Michael Myers. But I think Halloween 3 is one of the most stupidest films you'll ever watch. But it's so stupidly good that I want to watch it all the time. I think the problem with... I think you you hit the nail on the head as to why you didn't do it. It's because there's no Michael Myers. I think for the majority of people going to the event, uh, I know there's a lot of people that are going to the event which uh, who will watch these films before they go. Um, yeah. There will be a lot of people that don't do that preparation. I didn't last year, for example. Um, and I think if they if they hadn't have seen Halloween Four, they know who Michael Myers is. And so if you go on that basis that you're going to be going into a house that you might not actually be familiar with the film and you see Halloween and you think, right, well, I know, you know, I've seen the first Halloween, so I know Michael Myers is all over that film. Um, you're going to go in that house and not see Michael Myers. So Why, why aren't you seeing Michael Myers in Halloween 4? 3. It's, oh, it's, got, it's got nothing to do with Halloween Michael Myers at all. It's it's a complete. It's called Season of the Witch. Yeah, but that's Halloween three. That's not at yeah. this year's event, is it? No, no. But that's no. that's what Simon's saying. Simon's saying that he he wished they did Halloween four rather than Halloween three. I wish no, they did, did Halloween they... three rather than Halloween four. No, did they do Halloween four? They didn't do Halloween three. Yeah, I think with you, the script. I think you've I think you've missed some conversation there, Craig. No, I haven't. They did Halloween. They've done Halloween four this year at the events. They haven't done Halloween three. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why. That's, that's the... one of the reasons why I didn't want to do. I wanted. I wanted them to do Halloween three. Personally, I don't. I, I don't like when I'm one of these little niggly things. You know when things keep going in order. Like so they did Walking Dead one, two, three, season one, season two, season three, stuff like. That. I like things to go in order. And when they <laughs> when they skipped over one, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that one. But the, the, my memory of it was it was very pumpkin-based. I haven't seen it since the 80s. Uh, it was some sort of microchip was in the pumpkins or something, and when they played yeah, the music, it was the a, head... uh, there was a, a, a like a, a computer chip in the masks, and then the masks turned, killed everyone and turned the bodies to mush. Yeah. And then that song came down. So... Again, wasn't wasn't somebody wearing a Michael Myers? Isn't he just sort of referenced in the film at, in some way? Has someone got a mask on? No, there's three there's three masks. There's a, there's a witch's hat, a witch's face, yeah. a pumpkin, and I can't remember what the other one was. I only watched the other week. To, I, I need to watch this film then. But. Maybe they haven't put it in this year because trick or treat is in there, and yeah. that is. No, I don't. Fresh. I don't think they put it in because Halloween Three is not is well renowned to not be a good Halloween film. But it is iconically eighties. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Well, yeah, well, it's one of those things. Dude. To be honest, I, looking, I've, I've watched the, some of the walkthroughs of Halloween and the Halloween 1, Halloween 2 that they've done in the past and Halloween 4, the new one. 
Um, I don't think I've been missing much. It's Michael Myers popping out with a knife. Yeah, I, think I get the really... feeling. I get the feeling they're all the same every year, just mm. taken from each movie. But now, next year, when you go back and they announce Halloween Five, you can't go and see that house either. Well, probably won't. <laughs> probably go through one whatever the the better houses are that year. I, I to be honest, I think Craig, if they bring Halloween to the event next year, it'll be the new film. It won't be one yeah. of the, the older ones. Um, okay, so you didn't do Halloween for. Um, what was your favourite house that you did do this year? Uh, my favourite house was. It, it was. It was a toss-up between Dead Exposure and Seas of Extinction. If you go in the original side, because I, I I can't compare originals to IP personally. I've got to keep them separate because they don't. The, the originals are always to me are better than the IPs, with the exception of um, Poltergeist is probably my second favourite behind Seas of Extinction this year. Interesting. So Stranger Things has got to be your number three then. No, Stranger Things is probably number six. <gasps> Stranger on, Things then. was Stranger Things was a beautiful house, just not very scary. As if it was as if you was walking through. We are doing spoilers, are we? Yeah, you can, yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah, yeah, I mean, spoiler a lot of people will, will have gone. And if yeah, not, they it, can just skip this bit. Yeah. You, you literally you was walking as if you were walking through season one. You was you walk you walked in you had you was in the I can't remember the bit it was now. But when you go into the upside down and then you you go and see eleven pushing the demagogue away at the end at the end of the house it was all like it was like a timeline of the whole house but it was absolutely beautiful. The the scenery in the the set designs was absolutely fantastic. But there was just wasn't really any scares. Does it have to be scary for it to work for you? Because I mean, last year well, I, I thought Ash vs. Evil Dead was a I good house. I say it has to be scary. To to me, it has maybe a couple of scares. There, here and there, but with her, there was not really any scares at all. It was all scenery. Uh, I, I will say this one thing about Stranger Things: the, the actors that they got for Stranger Things were absolutely phenomenal. I, I actually did think they were the actual the kids at first. We know that they don't do anyone under eighteen, but then the, the, the cast they got to play the kids was absolutely fantastic. Was it a case of the Demogorgons? You were just missing them, so you didn't get the actual scare. No, the demogorgons were there, but it was it was like a demogorgon popping around the corner, then another demogorgon popping around the corner again, and the it was no change. The demogorgons they looked fantastic. They, some maybe had the faces open, some had the faces closed, and I I, I was looking more towards the scenery, and that's probably I, 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 might, I might have missed a few of the scares. I might it might have been just behind me. I might have had a bad run through. I don't know, but it just didn't feel that scary to me. Because you you can have two totally different experiences going yeah. through the same house. 
But the, the wait time for that was up near, near two hours every time I went past it. I know we had Express and usually say half the half the time. But we managed to get it on the Sunday when we got through Stranger Things and we got through in nine minutes, which I thought was pretty quick. Do you think that will calm down as the event goes on? Um, during the week, I think it will. Weekends, I don't think it will. Th weekends, I think, is you, you'd be looking at 90 minutes plus from open to close, I think, especially on Fridays and Saturdays. Do you think there's ever a case, um, you know, when you go to Magic Kingdom and you meet Mickey Mouse, you go and meet the character Mickey Mouse in his meet and greet, and there's a bit of Disney magic goes on. So do you think um, you could get away with having two uh, houses, two identical houses to combat the, the crowd? So... Unless you've got three hour waits, three, four hour waits continuously from opening to close, maybe. But I, I don't see any, I don't see anyone actually doing two identical houses. Personally, I just, I just think 90 minutes is I mean, what was the longest we waited last year? Nick? Uh I think about like six, 40 minutes, maybe. Yeah. And because you're in it, we were... Um, some of the best memories of that whole event is, is in the queue with Luke and Ashton just talking yeah. to these lads and having a laugh. And, uh, you know, the time goes so quick, but... Yeah, if, you, if you're in a group, I think if, if, in the queues... 40 minutes, 45 minutes is great. But personally, me and Julie, we don't like, I, I personally don't like waiting. I'm one of these, yeah. very, I'm very, very impatient when it comes to queuing. So I hate it. That's the reason, that's one of the reasons why I bought the Express Pass. Simon, are you not English though? Because <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of our national sports is queuing. Yeah, but I'm, I, I think I might be part Greek. I don't know. I just don't like queuing. I just want <laughs> to be at the front straight away, you know. Um, like I think it's what you. I think you mentioned it, Craig. It's what you value your time on, what you spend on, you know, money wise. Yeah, oh, that's I what it is. I, I, that's the reason why I got the express bus. Because if I have to wait for fifteen minutes and the the queues are an hour and a half, and I'm waiting for fifteen minutes, it's paid for itself for me straight away. I'm not had to sit stand there for an hour and a half. I've just gone straight on in fifteen minutes. Because that's the most I'll probably wait for anything. 15, 20 minutes. Other than that, I get very, very, very impatient. <laughs> what, was the what was the longest house to actually walk through? Because sometimes, some years you'll say, this is the biggest, the longest ever house we've ever produced. Like the last Walking Dead house was the longest ever. What was this year's longest um, house? It, to me, it felt like Stranger Things was actually the longest house going through it. It felt like it. Um... I don't know whether it actually was, but we we with us actually getting into the queue. Well, when we got to the front of the queue, I, I don't know why, but I pressed I pressed my stopwatch. And it took us nine minutes to get through the house. That's Which, pretty long house, then, isn't it? Yeah, but I I I do slow. I'm one of these. Everyone's going to hate me now, but I'm one of these who slow slow down 
So there's a gap oh, in front of me. I totally but, agree with you. Totally agree with you. Because when Give you see that... a skirt like two or three meters down the road, you know if you slow yourself just a little bit, bit more, you know they're going to jump out on you again. Or yeah. at, at some time when Julie's behind me, they get her instead, which is even funnier. Me and Julie would have a scream in a house together because there would be a Craig-shaped hole in the wall <laughs> and then a Julie-shaped hole in the wall. Yeah. Well, Julie doesn't really jump that much. She she giggles. She's got she's more of a laugher like I am. I, I laugh everything off. I've, I think I had one... I think I one jumps, one thing's actually made me jump over this weekend, but everything else I was just laughing from from one place to another. I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> no one's that stupid, Craig. The, the worst is um, Stuart. It's like walking through a, a fucking uh, with a zombie. No, no emotion, emotion whatsoever. Yeah, I think he's a serial killer. I, I Surprise me if half of him, the whittle has been picked off by him. He literally walks through a house. I I only ever seen him get scared once. Be, and uh, as well, a lot of his problem is he'd be in front of me, and he'd be turning back to look at me get the scare, and so he would miss the scare because he'd see me get the scare instead. And I'd I'd be constantly saying. Just fucking walk forward, will you? Just look forward. Fucking bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Okay. Well, going back to where I said Seas of Extinction was my favourite house, it was it was phenomenal. You walk through, the, the set designs were fantastic. The, the, the scur actors were there. You, you, they, were, they were blending in with the background. They were actually stood there. You could see them but you didn't realise they were actually scare actors because obviously it's a plant-based one. And that's that's the house where I actually got the scares. Because I'm busy too busy looking at this little thing moving around. Like, I think it might have been a hand puppet on one of them. It looked like a little like bulb of a flower. It was moving a little tiny bit. I'm watching that and the next minute the scare actors got hold of it, pops out right above it with these vines all over the faces. And that's, what, that's why I think I enjoyed... Uh, Seeds of Extinction better than any other house, to be honest. That's that's. Uh, I've heard good things about this house. You know what I mean? And uh, if you're putting it at your number one, yeah, it it was when it when it got announced. Um, I didn't really do a hype list, but it was pretty high on my hype list anyway. But as soon as I went through it, it just shot straight to number one. So, okay. What is, I mean, you didn't do all of them, but the ones you did, what was your worst house? Uh, I wouldn't say there was really a worst house. That's good. There was nothing that was terrible. So there's no weak house this year? No, it's definitely not, definitely, definitely no weaker houses this year. They're all on level part, but it depends on what you want out of a house and what you, well, a lot of people, what they expect out of a house. Um, I just really enjoy the scenery and the, the set designs and everything was absolutely phenomenal. The, the facade of Scurvy Tales was just phenomenal. You're walking in and you just see 
the Wicked Witch on a bungee cord jumping over your head, jumping from tower to tower on this big, massive, like, castle facade. You're like, wow, fantastic. So there was no real bad houses. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't even say bad. There was no, they're all awesome. Simple. (laughs) Has the the Conjurer never been represented? No. At the event? No, we was we was hoping for that a couple of years ago. Um, we know when we started doing Insidious because Julie's favourite house has all has been Insidious from two thousand and fifteen, was it? Yeah, yeah. We we got twenty five on it. Yeah. Yeah, that was Julie's favourite house. Uh, it always has been. She's we went. I think we went through that four times in like three 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 trips uh, on three days. Because every every day we had to do the insidious house. I think uh, the Conjuring's Warner Brothers. So mm, I think it was I think it was supposed to be done and everything got pulled at the last minute. You know, like they did with Screen in yeah, 2015. Yeah. But I think, I think it was one of them. It was it pulled quite quickly. But I think the thing is, if because the Conjuring is is what the nun spun off from, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. An- Annabelle and. Um, well, they're all, it's, it's like a it's like a mini universe that they're building together now, aren't they? With the, with these films. So I mean, that's the kind of thing I'd expect to see at the the Warner Brothers uh, yeah. event in in Hollywood. So I don't think we'll see The Conjuring or any of those at Universal Halloween Horror Nights anytime soon. I think Universal uh, talking about this Warner Brothers thing starting to slowly take off. I think this is its second year or whatever. Um, I think Universal is going to struggle with with some of the IPs that they're going for. Yeah, but I think I I personally think Universal have got their own identity with the originals, especially yeah they could they could get these like Stranger Things to get the newer people in. I think Universal have got a massive massive audience just on the original concepts. Because my first year was two thousand eight, yeah two thousand eight, which was all Bloody Murray, which was every, I think every house was original. I think that year. Um, so, so all the um, the Bloody Mary, the Jack the Clown, all them, right? Do mm-hmm. could all of them not be turned into um, the Universal monsters for the new generation? Oh, easily, easily. If you could, they've they've got excessive backstories, and. Well, for example, just going by Chris's book, he's got it's it's all in the back, all in them, the icons. You, they've got so much of a big backstory. You can easily expand them a lot, lot more than they already are, and you could turn them into you could. I think you could turn them into movies, to be honest. Could do your own little iconic movies of Universal monsters. Because for some reason, they, they, I mean, this year they are the Hollywood using the classic monsters. Yeah, but... I really wish that was in. I really wish that was in Orlando this year. Because I'm a massive I, Universal Monsters fan. I've got a feeling. Well, I've got a feeling they're going to be there next year because they do do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, the, I, I hope they do because um, I've got I've actually got them on Blu-ray. The whole Universal Monsters. It's actually stirring at me now in the uh, as a court court man cave, and I'm I'm, I'm actually. Oh, I've got to get work in the morning, but I might put one in one after. <laughs> when you say you've got work in the morning, what time does your day begin? Uh, about quarter to six. Well, that's a lie in there for the postman. 
No, we don't start till late now. We start, we start a bit later. Three o'clock in the morning. No, all well, that's stopped now. Oh, not that's early start. I don't. So you you talked about the houses. What about the scare zones this year? The scare zones, um, they 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 were good. Uh, the Vamp eighty five was not what I expected because um, of the hype they got from Vamp fifty five. I thought it was going to be a bit more to it than what they actually was. Maybe I missed it because it was very busy. I probably missed. I might have missed a, quite a lot of it. Uh, but it's enjoyable if you you like if you, you can sit there and stand there and listen to the H's music and have a bit of a watch while you can. It's brilliant. Oh, what are the other ones? Uh, the Harvest. Um, I don't know what that one was supposed to be, but I do like the way they did it. They've just put I think mini sections of each house like. A, like a little mini facade of like poltergeist and trick or treat and all them, and then you've got these people in hair masks. Really, that's what it was. There were people dressed up in hair, and just, uh, a couple of uh, pumpkin head people walking around on stilts, trying to scare you. The only problem is, with it being in where it is in the Universal, in the park, you know, between Minions and Shrek, it's a bit tight and a bit compact. We know. I think a lot of people know about that. That scare zone being that kind of a what do you call it congestion area. Yeah. Um, Twisted traditions. That was that. They, they, that was brilliant. Anything with pumpkins. We put the pumpkin lights on, especially walking through the night with all the smoke. That was the little bits of sets that they had, they, they were doing was brilliant. Uh, Killer Clowns, oh, it was like he was just walking into the movie. It was absolutely fantastic. Especially walking, he walked in and you've got the little box, the, the, what's, what's, a, what's a little one called with the boxing gloves on? I, I don't know any of the clown names. Well, he, he, as soon as we walked into he walked straight up towards us, we punched his fists together. He'd say, come on, right, I want to fight you. Come and he, I'm like, yeah, okay, right, I'm walking the other way. Because <laughs> I, I like clowns. I don't mind them. They don't scare me like a lot of people. But when a clown's coming through with boxing gloves on, he's punching his fist towards you. I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not fighting with a clown. I walk away from that one. He seems to have spent a lot of money on them clowns. Yes, I personally think that's going to be a house next year. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Recycled. They, 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 yeah. Well, they they are. I think the the masks are screen accurate. They've, it looks like you're walking into the film. The, the masks are so close to what the actual film is. Excuse me. I'm thinking, yeah, that they, they must, they must, they're not going to spend all this money just for that little tiny area that it's in. Because I think it does need to expand a little bit. Because it is a bit on the small side. I'll be honest, I need to watch the film. Um, You've never watched it. I was underwhelmed. Yeah, my evergreen list. Um, I was underwhelmed when I seen the scare zone on the first videos that were coming out. Um, however, I am starting to warm to it a little bit. Uh, I don't necessarily see the point of scare zones anymore, I'll be honest with you, because it's just people walking around now with their cameras constantly. Yeah, they're not that really, they're not that scary anymore. They're more selfie zones. 
get your I, pictures taken with these characters and these icons. I don't think they... I mean, I've been to three... No, sorry. I've been to two Halloween Horror Night events. Um, <coughs> and I just don't think they are particularly scary zones anyway, because... Um, I mean, it was more noticeable last year because we, we obviously went for multiple nights last year and we did stay on screen. But walking through a scare zone before about nine o'clock is pointless. absolutely pointless. Um, and after that time, I, I never once got scared in a scare zone. You'd get somebody, you know, you might get a bit of misdirection and someone kind of like pop out from outside your uh, peripheral vision, but. Um, you know, you weren't scared like you get scared in a house. I think they're nice areas. I think they, you know, they do a good job with what they they're trying to achieve. But I think the name doesn't really do them justice. The only time I've been scared in a scare zone was um, Halloween Horror Nights twenty was the previous one I went to, um, and they had the Chainsaw Gang in an alley. And it was uh, there was lots of um, smoke machines going off, so you couldn't really see where you was going, and you could just hear the noise of a chainsaw. And that's the yeah. only time I've really been scared in a scare zone, and that was because it was so compact as well. I think it worked really well. I tend, to, I think I'll agree with that. I'll be honest with you. The, the clowns with the chainsaws are. Fantastic, and they're an annual tradition and whatever. Where it's as I would like them to be a bit more mobile and just literally have the run of the park and just do away with the other scare zones and and maybe as well bring um, meet, they, a, they meet and that. greet. I think they actually tried that in 22. All right, they okay. had no scare zones, there was no scare zones, it was everyone was free, free roaming all over the park. Um, I think it was mainly Walking Dead, was it? I think Walking Dead was definitely um, twenty three. It was all it was all the scare zones, yeah. Okay. Well, no, twenty two was the uh, there was no safe zone. That was it. Yeah, there was no actual as a uh, safe zone. Yeah, could get you anywhere. And I think actually, I think Julie got the best scare there. She was she was went to the toilet and there was actually a guy with a chainsaw waiting outside the toilets to scare people. As we were coming out of the toilet, and that was—I thought that was absolutely fantastic when they were doing that. Don't think they do it anymore, waiting around with virtual toilets anymore. But that was—that was a very fun evening I don't watching think, people get scared. I don't think men hanging around outside the exit of toilets is very, uh, very PC. Um, I mean, I think—I think the reason for having scare zones and not having things that have the whole run of the park is you do get people and we know of people that go to Halloween Horror Nights that don't want to go in houses, don't want to be you know, don't like the idea of being scared I know it's silly to go to an event like that but you're normally dragged there with someone else and I think if you've got areas where you can avoid stuff then, you know you've got to have those don't want to say the word safe space but you know, that kind of thing that's why I don't think it lasted that long where there was no safe zone. I think it was just that one year. Yeah. And that was it because I don't, it was, they, they, they were pushing the boundaries, I think, that year. And I think that's the reason why it only lasted for t- uh, 22, I think. Uh, going back to the other scare zone, um, Revenge of Chucky. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was 
I'm I'm a massive Chucky fan. I've watched all the films. Um, he's I think he's a really 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 good character. The guy who's played does a voice I thought was really good, but I think it was a little bit too nice, as they say. He wasn't the Chucky I know. You know, he's and obviously in in that environment he can't really be as vile as he can be in the films, but it just seemed a bit a bit too tame for my liking. But the screw actors in the, in the park... In this modern era, of, people are offended now constantly. Yeah. You know, could, can he be? Could he ever be? What you want them to be now with these new millennials who are just like drama llamas? Yeah. Um, you know, but... Anybody, we're in a claim society now, and if the wrong person takes a bit of flack off a, a puppet um, in a theme park, they're going yeah. to go straight to Twitter, and then they're going to want to pay out, and then he'll lose his job, and blah blah blah. It's ve- it's a very tight <laughs> uh, road to steer through now without offending people because people are offended. Me and Nick constantly. Uh, and in trouble on Twitter for something or other, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love your Twitter conversation sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Amanda doesn't. Um, <laughs> so you you, you said that, you said earlier on when Craig was asking you the quick fire questions, uh, yeah. twenty seven or twenty eight, and you you opted for twenty eight. So, do you think it's the combination of? Arguably stronger houses this year and better scare yes, zones. It, that it's definitely it. strong. Don't get me wrong. Twenty seven. There was some. There was some very strong houses, but there was a couple of weaker ones. Like Scarecrow was a, a really good scare house last year. Uh, the Shining was. Well, to be honest, The Shining was very similar to Stranger Things. It was beautiful as you're walking through it. Uh, but overall, the uh, maybe because it was. 27, I had it over maybe six, seven nights over the two weeks I was there. And this has all been compacted into a big, quick weekend. It, it could be that factor that's made it more enjoyable because it's quick, done, and it's all really fresh and left in, uh, ingrained in my mind so quickly rather than being spread over a few days. Or, well, a few weeks, should I say. I've I've heard on a, uh, another podcast recently that um, when you get into 33, 34, uh, this isn't an event for you this year. This event has now passed your generation by. How old are you? I'm 35, so it's not gone past me. Unless I'm a little bit younger than I actually feel. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 44. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I'm still super hyped for next year. Um so it's definitely still got an appeal for a wide age bracket. Yeah. A millennial, uh, a millennial horror Halloween horror night is not a Halloween horror night I actually want to go to. Just people getting offended by people looking at people being offended, all having Twitter mm-hmm. storms with each other. That could be a house where everyone's just tweeting on phones. <laughs> They don't know that. I have that in uh, Hollywood with uh, Unfriended. 
Oh, did they? Last year, I'm not really sure. So you <laughs> no, know more it, than me. Yeah. So, um, you mentioned, you know, you've, you've been to quite a few um, events now. What? Yeah. Have you ever done one like you've done it this year? So is this your first weekend doing it? Yeah, this is just this is the first where we just went for the weekend. Everything else has been um, tagged on to the two week or eighteen night trip that we do quite regularly now. And is that? I mean, would you say that was purely because of? Uh, you know, I don't want to hype ourselves up, but because of how successful me and Craig were last year. Uh, well, yeah. Speaking to you was I'm like when you when when I, I approached you, because like I don't know if people actually know, but it was Craig's voice that I heard first. Um, then I approached you, and obviously he, he pointed out that you're the the looter went, and then you opened your voice, and I realised it was you. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, meeting you two, and you two saying that he was only there for the weekend, and I'm like, you two are crazy. You're absolutely mental. But then thinking back. Um, while we was there, my uh, auntie came over for the weekend. She actually came over just to do um, the Shining. Because she heard the Shining was there. She actually just came over just for the weekend while we was there. And it, I thought, well, if these two numb schools could do it, no offence. Not another um, <laughs> my, my auntie could do it. I said, well, why don't we give it a go? Because at least if we don't, because like, like the episode you did before, a two-week trip can be quite expensive, no matter which, whichever way you do it. But to do the weekend for the price that we paid, I thought, well, I'm actually going to Disneyland Paris in two weeks or two, three weeks, and I'm paid less to go to Florida than I've done for Disneyland Paris that's, that's when incredible. I went that weekend. That's incredible to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm notorious for... Finding good deals for Disneyland Paris, and actually, well, um, that's why I, I was hoping I, I could speak to you before, but I booked this one. <laughs> I, I, I have actually, all, I, I know I've overpaid for Disneyland Paris. I booked it through Disneyland Paris itself. I've never, we've never been before. Right, but so, uh, right, so I was, uh, that's that's the thing. To be to be completely honest, whilst I've just said what I've said, and I like said about getting a bargain and stuff like that, I I always think that whether it's Disney World, Universal. Disneyland Paris, anything like that. I always think that if you if you don't know and if you've never done it before, the best thing yeah. to do is do it via someone that does know what they're doing and do it that way. And then once you've done it, you know, okay, I want to do it again sometime. I don't want to do it like I'd, I'd done. I need to do it on a budget. And yeah. you've got a bit more of an idea of what you're looking for, and I think that's 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 the the key thing, you know. I, if people listen to the episode we did last um, last week about you know how to get to Florida and and the different options available to you, and that's your your starter's guide to to booking a trip to to Disney World using one of those options, yeah. great. Um, but that's because people have we you know we all discussed it at length and we kind of weighed up the pros and cons. That if you're if you don't know what you're doing, you know, and you and you're not speaking to, to people with that have had experience doing it, then it's it's quite a tough thing. And I think it's sometimes easier just to go sod it. We'll pay a bit more money and look at ways to save if we want to do it again. 
you've done that. You've done that this year as well, haven't you? With with Universal, that's exactly what you've done. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd recommend it um, to anybody to to do the weekend, whether you do the Thursday to Monday. Um, I think one year me and Stuart did Thursday to Tuesday, so that's effectively a week at that point. Um, but like me and Nick, Friday to Monday. Imagine if the tour operators were actually pushing Halloween Horror Night yeah. weekends, how they could drive their prices down, maybe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the main cost is the flight. If you can get the flight early enough or cheap enough, there's your savings straight away because the hotels, you can pick up, you can stay on site if you want to stay on site, but you can stay just off site for a lot, lot cheaper. Next, next year's weekend for me, um, sharing a room with Stuart is Aventura, Thursday to Monday, uh, flying with Virgin um, with transfers. Well, yeah, £920. Now, obviously, you've got park tickets to get on top of that and whatnot, but you're staying on property, you've got transfers, so you haven't got a car. Um, nine hundred and twenty quid. That's that's yeah. nothing for what it is. No, I paid a little bit more than that. I think I think it was just over twelve hundred for what we paid. But uh, but as you said, that that included all your bits. Craig hasn't bought his tickets yeah. yet and, and stuff, so it it probably won't be this that dissimilar. And the the thing with you know with how Craig's done it is he's booked his well in advance, yeah. so he's yeah, not. That- Got the cheapest um, flights. He's not got the, the the necessarily the cheapest deal on a hotel, yeah. but he's he's locked it in and he knows what he's paying. Yeah. Yeah. I would be interested, right, for us to do a Universal After Dark special where we do Halloween Horror Nights weekends and we all pick different price points. That sounds fun. It sounds like this is going to be our raison d'etre because. Uh, a, a, a soon to be recorded episode of This After Dark and Discover DLP will actually be a copy of the This After Dark about Orlando, but obviously going to Disneyland Paris and the various options. So it does sound like this is our new gimmick, but I'll take it. I think that's a good challenge to do. More content. <laughs> it's always, we're always, we're always looking at, at ways to get more content. Um, Craig, was there anything else that you wanted to? Um, to our Simon. Um, no, did you do any of the food, the the yeah. Halloween hot night food? Yeah, we did the pizza fries. They they're like now the new staple of uh, Halloween hot nights. My regret from last year is me and Nick walked past that stand ten times, and every time we both said to each other, "Should we have pizza fries?" Now we get them next time, and we never yeah. got them. They've changed the sauce a little bit. The, tomato, the the marinara sauce that they put on top. It's changed a little bit. I preferred last year's to this year. I think it might be the sauce that they've changed a little tiny bit. But still were, nice. Were they vegetarian? Or did no, they have pepperoni? Uh, pepperoni and sausage. Yeah, definitely definitely not vegetarian. I don't think they did uh, vegetarian ones. No. What is you wrong with be. just having a margarita pizza and f- pizza fries? What's wrong well, with that? Like, I'll tell you what I did notice over there. Um, the vegetarian options are always dearer. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. Like vegetarian pizza compared to the pepperoni pizza is dear because 
we went to we were, we, we always we always religiously have to go into Louis at Universal, and I always get the pepperoni, and Julie always gets the vegetarian uh, the vegetable pizza, and the veg- vegetable pizza is a dollar dearer than a pepperoni. Now it's cheaper to grow carrots than a pig. <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it, it, it is, but I suppose it's just supply and demand, and if you mm. you know it comes down to to buying bulk. I mean, the reason yeah. why when you go in a supermarket and obviously I'm fully aware of this now, and you go to a vegetarian section, stuff is generally more expensive than in a meat section because there's more demand for it at the moment. And so I can literally go to Mark, the fruit and veg man, and buy a bag of carrots now for about two quid. What? Like a little bag of carrots. A little bag of carrots? What are you talking about? I can go to the fruit and veg man and get a bag of carrots, dead cheap, and then I can go to the butchers and buy six arts, and they'll cost more than the carrots. I mean, if you're paying two quid for a bag of carrots, you're getting mugged off, mate. I pay 30p in bloody little. Um, it's, a, it's a sack of carrots. I mean, that's what I'm asking. That's, how, that's why I said how big's the bag. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because obviously last time I went to Universal, I wasn't vegetarian. Um, this... He certainly wasn't, Simon, but what goes on tour stays on tour. <laughs> <laughs> but, but obviously the next time I go, I will be. Um, and I've just come back be. from Disneyland Paris. And um, I, I didn't actually eat in the park the whole weekend. We um, ate mostly in, in the village. And um, the, the, the options available were severely lacking. I'm lucky in that because I'm actually pescatarian, not vegetarian, I will eat fish. There was nothing at McDonald's other than fries or a side salad that was actually vegetarian. It was it was really shocking. Um, Wasn't there filly of fish by my wife? That's why I had, that's why that's all I could have in the end. There was no vegetarian burger or anything. It was it was shocking. Um, why? What about the early sandwich? Uh, I, I we did go there once and I got a, a mac and cheese. But there again, there was only I think two or three options for vegetarians. The only the only thing I saw for vegans the whole weekend was there was a, a food cart in the studios because um, they're, they're having their little food and wine festival there at the moment, and there was a vegan stand. But otherwise, uh, if you was a vegan um, or a, a really fussy vegetarian, there really wasn't much for you to have. I was surprised. I mean, it's got better, but that's not saying too much so it'd be interesting as say when i go back um as, as to what options are available i mean I'm, I'm sorry i know this is boston's podcast but she's not exactly a, a good figurehead for vegetarian food options because she's a notoriously fussy vegetarian um she'll just eat fries or twisted taters or something um oh, that, I don't, that's a sore subject for me though what twisted taters yeah, they were there opening weekend and now they're back. Yeah, it's very, 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 odd, very, very odd decision because that, like the pizza fries, has become a bit of a staple. So I'm not yeah, sure what was, happened that first the, week. The queues, the queues were always busy mm. for Twisted Taters. And I thought, well, yeah, they're going to be there. You think, oh, it's going to be there. Walking around, like, where are my Twisted Taters? They're nowhere to be found. I need my salt and vinegar Twisted Tater. I know oh, people say that's God. disgusting. But I actually love the salt and vinegar twisted tater. Crap, do you remember that? Do you remember that salt and vinegar one last year taking the roof off your mouth? 
Yeah, it was horrific. Yeah. And the miserable bastard who saved me as well. <laughs> yeah, we won't forget his face in a hurry, that miserable face. Um, yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully next year, by the time we get out there, Twisted Taste will be back on the menu. Yeah. Um, well, I, could, I, I can give you a heads up because I'll be there two weeks before you get there, so. Touche, touche. So, so when we're in the NBC Bar and Grill, what is the drink I will be buying you? Uh, I'm, to be honest, I've not actually been in there yet, so I don't know what they've got. I know they've got oh. like 250 different ones. What, what did I have, Nick? And it was like porridge, and it, it was, was 11% swamp, proof. Swamp something. Swamp, yeah, swamp something. Orlando Swamp, Florida Swamp. A Flor- it was a Florida brewing company uh, drink. Yeah. But yeah, I want to say it, was, it wasn't Swamp Monster, but it might have been Swamp Monster. It was that, it it, Swamp was definitely in the title of it, and it was bloody oh. strong. I did have the two of the three alcoholic beverages, as they say, in Halloween Hornets. You want a quick review on them? Yep, go on then. Yeah, the the mixed cocktail that they do, one was totally rad, and was the one something lit. I can't remember what they're actually called, but they together they were nice. Separately, I didn't really like them that much. But when they were together, even though everyone hates them twisted straws, they actually did work. They made it taste better than it actually was individually. Interesting. And uh, were, were they strong in alcoholic content? No. no, not at all. They never are, unless you can add your own to it, which you obviously you can't. But the, the, then I, I do like the idea of that Halloween, that, that, that pumpkin bar they've done this year near Monster Cafe. That was... That really well themed, and when we went on Friday and Saturday, they were queuing all the way around, possibly Transformers. It's in that area. They were queuing up out the door, but then when we went on Sunday, it was completely empty. And what, Crazy. What are, what are they doing there? All just pumpkin stuff? No, they they, they had a pumpkin beer, um, they had a Belgian beer, which was the, I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember what it's called. But that was quite like very very strong IPA citrus taste. Oh. So, but then they had another one which was a very dark ale, and I mean it, it looked it looked like Guinness to be honest in the Halloween Horror Nights cup. But obviously Halloween Horror Nights cup is a bit black at the bottom anyway. But that one it looked really really dark, a bit like a stout, but it was very quite fruity and quite smooth as well. I really really did enjoy that one. I think that's a local brewery one. If people can find out what it is and let me know. And what does our Julie have when you're having all this beer? What does uh, what does she drink? Julie sticks to usually a wine, a Pinot Grigio, a Chardonnay. Oh, she likes she's she's a winer. Bless her, bless her little cotton socks. Yeah. Right. I order. Well, I'll just say she's a lovely kisser. Thank you very much, Julie. <laughs> not, not like that. You know, there was no keys involved involved when we when we met with them in Orlando. Um, but on that bombshell, Simon, <laughs> thank you. I don't think there's any other way we can end the episode. Um, thank you very much uh, for joining us. Um, glad to hear you had such a enjoyable weekend and event. And um, yeah, roll on next year already. Um, yeah. It's funny because I mean, obviously, people are still going through it for the first time. But I think us, just like the 
um, event organisers are already having their eyes set on next year's festivities. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, like I said, I had, I had this uh, one for next year booked bef- just after this. Just after this one. Uh, so, well, well there, there, there might be a, a night of karaoke. That's all I'm saying. I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> Will, wheels are in motion. Um, but thank you for for joining us. Thank you for listening. Um, Amanda, as we said, is away at the moment. Um, I think she is planning to uh, record stuff and send it over transatlantically, the wonders of modern technology. So um, if that does indeed happen, we'll put out some episodes of uh, Amanda from the Parks. Um, But otherwise, we will see you with another Universe After Art next week. Cue the music. this machine does is show a live image of heaven. When darkness falls, leaving shadows in the night, don't be afraid, wipe that fear from your eyes. Desperate love keeps on driving you wrong. Don't be afraid, you're not
See you guys. Bye. Oh.